Last week, we went over the mythology of Chiron and also the astrological significations of Chiron. Let's do a quick recap of the astrological significations before we dive into the zodiac signs. So Chiron signals where we have a wound that's hard to heal or sometimes even recognize that it is a wound in general. These wounds can be deep-seated, lifelong, and might take a lot of effort to heal if they ever truly do. I also like to look at Chiron as not only the wound, but the medicine. Because remember, Chiron had the tools to heal himself. It just took some out-of-the-box thinking and the ultimate sacrifice on his part to make it happen. So Chiron is not only a point of weakness, but also a point of hidden power if we can learn to surrender to the pain and learn from it in order to harness it. Chiron is also the key. The symbol for Chiron looks like a key, so the key is kind of within the pain itself. We're going to go through all the zodiac signs today, starting with Aries and ending with Pisces. Then next week, we'll talk about Chiron in each of the houses, and then after that, I'll talk about Chiron and the various aspects. The zodiac signs will be speaking to the overall attitude or voice of Chiron. The houses will be where Chiron is being expressed. And the aspects are who Chiron is talking to and how those conversations further impact your personal mythology. I recommend that you maybe take notes on your Chiron sign or at least pay really, really close attention to it. Because over the next couple weeks, the information is going to build on itself. So like today, for instance, you'll find out the overall voice of your Chiron placement. But then next week, you'll find out where they're speaking those wounds into existence. I'll use my Chiron placement as a quick example. So Chiron in Cancer is mainly about familial wounds, but the house it's in is going to change how and where that's expressed. So the seventh house versus the second house is going to be extremely different. One would deal with familial wounds in regards to close relationships if it's in the seventh house, and the other would be in regards to money or the material world and family things if it's in the second house. So with that said, let's just get started. We'll dive in and we'll figure it out from there. What I'm going to do when I talk about each Chiron sign is I'm going to talk about just the zodiac sign in general and how it would typically be expressed. And then I'm going to go into what it's like when it's placed in Chiron. So we'll start with Aries. Aries is a fire sign and it's cardinal energy. This would typically want to be bold and in your face. Aries is the fire starter, literally. They're the beginning of the zodiac, marking the first day of spring when life just bursts into the world after, you know, dealing with a frigid winter. It's cardinal energy. So it's about new beginnings and starting again. It indicates leadership. And when cardinal energy is in a fire sign, it's literally kind of like a trailblazer. So that's what Aries would typically be like. But when it's in Chiron, we see confidence issues and possibly uncontrolled rage, not being able to direct energy in an efficient or useful manner, which for Aries, that means not being able to access their rage properly. The native believes that something is inherently wrong with them or that they're not good enough or not very useful or helpful to anyone or anything. They're going to have trouble with self-worth and they won't execute ideas or take action because of their lack of confidence. The ego 
is wounded to the point of basically being immobilized. So the main wound for Ares and Chiron is not being able to start their fire and make use of their energy because of low self-esteem or lack of confidence. So then the mode of healing for Chiron and Aries would be learning to light their own fire and to be their own cheerleader. Someone with a Chiron and Aries needs to dig deep within themselves and really just work on self-confidence. A lot of their shadow work is going to be based around building their confidence and knowing that they do have self-worth. Chiron and Taurus. Taurus is an earth sign and it's fixed energy. Taurus energy is typically good at creating a home environment and feeling like it's their safe place, their sanctuary. I literally know some Tauruses that are like, if I invite you to my home, it's a very big deal, or their home is just like their safe place and they don't like strangers being in their home. That's very much a Taurus signification. Tauruses also like to indulge in luxurious things, and they let their desires flow freely without much thought to consequences, or basically what I'm trying to say is they don't mind spending money. A Taurus is never going to look at the price tag and be like, ooh, you know, that's going to hold me back. Generally, they love to indulge and they love to treat themselves. They are the sign of treating themselves. But when Chiron is in Taurus, we have someone who's afraid of losing material or financial stability. Early home life may have been erratic, and those experiences imprinted on the native, impacting the way they view stability as an adult. They may never feel secure or like they have enough when it comes to the material world. Money is a sensitive subject for them, and they will often have a lacking mindset towards it. They dig their heels in and refuse to trust that anything is permanent in their life. And there's just this constant fear of loss or poverty or just really not having enough to survive. So the main wound for Chiron and Taurus is the fear of losing their security or not having enough. The mode of healing for this placement is creating a stable life for themselves while also learning to rely on others. These natives will often put the entire workload on their own backs and not trust others to come through when they need them to, which will lead them to feeling exhausted and resentful. So they really need to break this cycle and heal by trusting that other people can share and provide with them. I get a lot of like resource guarding vibes from this Chiron placement. These people need to realize that not everyone is going to let them down or steal from them or cause them some sort of financial or material like heartbreak. That's really what it is here. Maybe they had a parent or a, an adult figure in their childhood that didn't really provide for them and it taught them that you can't rely on other people because they're always going to let you down and you need to be your own provider. And then that's kind of made them not trust others and not be able to open up to them when it comes to the material world. So they're always kind of not feeling safe in the physical. So that's really the biggest wound for Chiron and Taurus. Chiron in Gemini. Gemini is an air sign and it's mutable energy. Geminis are typically chatty, upbeat, curious, and just really forever inquisitive. That's how I would describe a typical Gemini. They love spilling the tea and learning about something new. 
If you can teach a Gemini something cool or tell them a new fact, that's honestly just going to like thrill them. They aren't afraid to ask questions and generally rely on their quick wit and intellect to move through life. So when Chiron is in Gemini, the largest wound we see is the inability to believe in one's intellect. Chiron and Gemini natives have a really hard time believing in their own mind and their mental capabilities. Communication is also a sore spot. The native may have an actual speech barrier, like not speaking the native language or a social anxiety that keeps them from speaking their truths. Education may have been impeded or halted, which adds to their disbelief in their mental prowess and their ability to learn. The inability to communicate effectively with others makes these natives feel different, and definitely not in a good way. So the main wound we see here is not being able to communicate as effectively as they would like to. And for Gemini, that's it almost feels like a curse. It feels like they can never get their thoughts out properly, and that just nobody around them understands them, and then it makes them feel like they're the problem, like they're the one that oh, you know, I'm the one that doesn't fit in because I can't communicate what I'm trying to say and nobody understands me. And that's really hard for a Gemini placement like this. So the mode of healing that I would recommend is if words aren't for you, think of other avenues to communicate. Music, art, dance, anything to get your thoughts out. Also surround yourself with people who do make you feel seen. And don't give up on school or... Just try to push through your education and just get it over with. Maybe school doesn't feel right or it was halted for you because, you know, outside circumstances. But maybe it's also because you were pushed into something that you didn't really want to study and then school didn't feel right. So as you get older, try to figure out what your interests actually are and study those. Find something that is really important to you, and I think school will feel a lot more natural and a little bit better. Chiron and Cancer. Cancer is a water sign and it's cardinal energy. Cancer energy is typically nurturing, loving, and uh, these people know how to help others develop to become their best selves. They're in tune with their emotions and uh, They never shy away from making deep connections with others. Cancers typically have a leadership quality that comes in the form of being the passive caretaker or the ever-watchful guardian. They create safe spaces and allow others to thrive without judgment or criticism, but they also aren't afraid to crack the whip if it's in the best interest of the people they care about. So when Chiron is in Cancer, it's without a doubt a placement that deals with deep wounds that stem from family life. The wounds often start early on in the native's life, and they will carry those wounds with them into adulthood where they typically start to rear their head. The native really starts to notice their Chiron when they become a young adult, and they're removed from their family situation and left to reflect on their upbringing and how it impacted them. These people often feel really alone, and it's like no one cares about them, and they have to be their own support system. This comes from being neglected or abandoned by an important adult figure in their childhood, and they never really forget this feeling, and they have to wrestle with it in almost every relationship they have as an adult. So the main wound for a Chiron in Cancer is abandonment and never feeling seen by your family. 
Since this is my Chiron and I've actively worked on healing it, I'll tell you my mode of healing. Create your own family. Create your own family and love them fiercely. As fiercely as you wish you would have been loved. But that's not enough. You need to work on forgiving your family for the wound that they inflicted. Otherwise, you're working from a place of spite or a place of hurt. It's going to take a lot of time, and you're going to have to do this in your own way, but forgiveness really is the key here. Once you let go of the hurt that others inflicted on you, they no longer have power over you, and that hurt starts to slowly fade. I'm not saying that you need to kiss and make up and forget everything that happened and just, you know, sweep everything under the rug. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you need to at least make an attempt to forgive your family and move past your hurt and towards creating the life that you desire and that you deserve. Chiron in Cancer is one that I know a lot of people have, a lot of people, especially close to my age, you know, give or take a couple years in either direction. So we do have those familial wounds. We have those. And for a while, I thought it was all about, you know, just pushing it away, pushing it aside, you know, getting as far away from the family as possible. But that doesn't quite work because the wound is within you. And so wherever you go, you're going to carry it with you. So what you need to do is buckle down, get real with the wound, explore it, And do this in your own time and in your own way, whether you do it on your own or you go to therapy, doesn't matter. Whatever's right for you is what you have to do and uh, explore it and then work on mending those fences, you know, building those bridges. And your family doesn't have to have complete access to you if that doesn't work for you, but you definitely need to work on forgiving them and letting go because that's the only way this wound is actually going to heal or close up a little bit. Chiron in Leo. Leo is a fire sign and it's fixed energy. Leos are typically loud and proud. They believe in their abilities and no one can tell them they aren't a star. There's a tendency to be self-absorbed, but not in a bad way. Leos simply believe in themselves and spend a lot of their time working towards becoming the star they feel they truly are. Being warm and vibrant is uh, like second nature to them. The spotlight follows Leos and they'll gladly use it to warm others as they brighten every room they walk into. Now, it's completely different when Chiron is in Leo. I think Chiron in Leo is uh, one that makes me the most sad. These natives have a really tough time believing in themselves and almost never feel like anyone appreciates them or sees them. Honestly, these people feel like they don't fit in anywhere and that people cast them aside without giving a second thought. Talent isn't lacking in these natives, it's the motivation behind the talent that leaves them feeling empty. No matter how much admiration or praise they get from others, it won't make a difference because what they're seeking is actually self-love and self-acceptance. They could put on the show of a lifetime, but at the end of the day, they'll continue to feel unseen and empty if they don't start achieving greatness for themselves and not to obtain attention from others. This Chiron placement really reminds me of a a child that wanted their parents' attention so badly and they, you know, would act out or they would be the best kid ever. They would do anything anyone wanted to get attention, but they just couldn't quite get it. So the main wound is the ego. We all know Leo operates from the ego, and I'm not saying that in a bad way because our ego is our heart. 
It's our lifeblood. It's what pushes us forward and gives us the confidence to achieve goals. But for these natives, that's not a thing. Their ego is their wound that they're just constantly tending to, forgetting about, or letting run rampant. So the mode of healing for Chiron and Leo is essentially fake it until you make it. Work on embodying the person you wish you could be. You aren't going to be able to rely on outside praise to fix this wound because you're not going to believe what people say anyway. You need to believe in you. Healing the ego starts with yourself. The hard part here is trying to not breathe too much life into the ego and then working from a place of uh, unrealistic goals or, again, just letting your ego run rampant. It's one thing to have a stable and healthy ego, and it's another to kind of waffle between having absolutely zero ego and uh, getting nothing done and then having the biggest ego in the room and then just being arrogant or not being really true to yourself and thinking you're something you're not. I feel really bad for this placement, and I think it's a really hard one to deal with because no one can tend to your ego but you. No one can tone down your ego, and no one can tune up your ego but you. So my Chiron and Leo babes, again, start small. Fake it till you make it. Do what you got to do to instill confidence in yourself, and make sure that what you're doing when you're working towards your goals or, you know, in your studies, in your life, in your relationships, whatever you're doing, make sure it's for you and not for anyone else. Chiron in Virgo. Virgo's an earth sign and it's mutable energy. Virgos are grounded and dependable. These sweet maidens can always be counted on to lend a helping hand. Virgos know they're good at stuff. They know they can figure things out and solve puzzles and problems with general ease. And that's something they do for other people a lot. Our Virgo friends are the ones we go to when we need a brainstorming session or we want someone to give us critical feedback about something. So when Chiron is in Virgo, that takes the perfectionist signification to a whole different level. This feeling runs so deep within the native that they often feel like they themselves are a mistake that needs constant tweaking or changing. The self-worth of the native is extremely low, but they will try to hide this from people. They don't want people to know how poorly they feel inside and the low opinion of themselves that they hold. Regardless of how much they try to ignore the wound, they will always feel like a defective machine, like something about them is wrong, and that they'll never be perfect. There's also a gripping fear and anxiety that other people will see this aspect of them and realize how much of a mess they truly are. So the main wound for Chiron and Virgo is feeling like something that can't be fixed or helped. The mode of healing for them is to understand that no one is perfect and that that's an unattainable goal. Perfection in the way that these natives view it does not exist. This wound is really hard to heal because it permeates into everything they do. Work, their appearance, relationships, school, their creativity. They overthink everything to the point of self-destruction or not attempting anything or putting themselves out there. This one takes a lot of mental bravery. It's fighting those shadows and gaining self-worth through actually putting yourself out there just a little bit at a time. This is another Chiron placement where 
the native is immobilized by fear, but this fear comes from their self-image and not being seen as perfect. I can't speak to where this perfectionism came from. It might have been, you know, again, early childhood. Most of these Chiron things happen in our developing adolescent years. So maybe there was a parent that really wanted perfection or a teacher that, you know, you just couldn't ever impress or live up to their expectations. And now you've kind of embodied that and you have to deal with it. You have to shake off the idea that perfection even exists. And that in itself is going to be, I think, where these natives start healing their wounds is that understanding that perfection doesn't exist in the way that they're looking at it. And especially when it comes to human beings and our bodies and the way we are in life, human, human beings are messy. We are. That's what we are. But we're a beautiful mess. And I think Chiron and Virgo needs to embrace the beautiful mess that they are. Chiron in Libra. Libra is an air sign and it's cardinal energy. Sweet baby Libra is the sign of the other, fair-minded and focusing on the beauty of life. Libras strive to find their reflection in the world around them, but typically in the form of another person. It's funny because Libras are an air sign, but they definitely love like a water sign. It just takes them a while to get there. And that's because they're looking for a mirror that they can look into and see themselves in a light that they love and respect. They're looking for a mirror that balances them, yet affirms them. They stand for justice and want to see the world through Venusian colored glasses. Other people are an essential part to a Libra's journey. It might be easy to guess that Chiron in Libra means that we see a native that has trouble finding their mirror in this world. I refrain from saying their soulmate or their romantic partner because there's so many types of important connections in this world and we see ourselves in people other than just those that are romantic partners. So I'm going to say the wound centers around being out of balance. The native has trouble relating to people, which makes them feel really lonely. Loneliness is a death sentence to a Libra, because again, other people are essential to a Libra's existence. So the main wound that we see here is social awkwardness and not being able to find balance in relationships. The mode of healing that I recommend is for Chiron and Libra to stop focusing on relationships just for the sake of having people around. Don't settle for less than you deserve just because you don't want to feel lonely. Set the bar high and keep it there. There's going to be someone that meets your expectations or even exceeds them. But you're never going to find those people if you keep allowing people that aren't meant for you to take up your time and energy. So this wound is really learning about not just allowing anybody into your life. It's about quality over quantity when it comes to relationships, friendships, partnerships, any of that. It's learning that it's okay to be by yourself for a little bit while you figure things out and while you wait for the right people to show up. It's going to be hard and it's going to feel uncomfortable, but when the right people show up, it's going to be so worth it. Chiron and Scorpio. Scorpio is a water sign and it's fixed energy. Scorpio energy is full of magnetism and intensity and they're super, super deep. 
Scorpios are typically the intense, intuitive friend that loves you fiercely and makes sure you're taken care of at all times. Every good Scorpio knows the obsession that can come over them when they care about someone or something. When channeled in a healthy way, this obsession can fuel them and push them to achieve their goals. They're able to be laser-focused and go non-stop until they reach their desired outcome. When Chiron is in Scorpio, the wound is really interesting. It's basically taking the obsessive quality of Scorpio and turning them into a control freak. Instead of channeling the obsessive energy into something healthy, they obsess needlessly and try to control everything around them. Whether by force or low-key emotional manipulation, Chiron and Scorpio is all about micromanaging everything in their world. No one is to be trusted, even their loved ones. They see them as pawns to be moved and played with accordingly. And it's not because they're evil, it's because they have a deep-rooted pain that makes them not trust people. They've been betrayed before, so to prevent it from happening again, they take control of the situation and they won't be caught dead in a vulnerable position. They're also sometimes afraid of their own depth and they'll shy away from exploring their inner world. The main wound we see here is distrust of others and the need to control everything due to never wanting to be vulnerable. So the mode of healing that I would recommend for Chiron and Scorpio is finding at least one person to show their belly to. You Chiron and Scorpio babes need to learn that being vulnerable and handing over control or power doesn't always lead to heartbreak or disaster. I just, this one's hard because it's Scorpio energy and it's that, it's kind of the darker, the real dark side of Scorpio energy where that power, that lust for power and control overrides everything. And these natives need to loosen their grip somehow. I don't know how it's going to happen. I can't tell you how. I can just tell you that you need to really dive into your inner world and not be afraid of it because you are. You're afraid of your own shadow and that's why you control things so much. You never want to see your shadows. You don't want to experience that pain because it hurts so bad. But the only way to figure out how to heal it is to lean into it. Chiron and Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a fire sign and it's mutable energy. Sagittariuses are typically jovial and generous and they can be seen laughing their way through life. A Sagittarius is not only the jester but also the philosopher. They seek to understand life and will often find fulfillment in spiritual, philosophical, or religious practice. Honestly, Having some sort of spiritual practice is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done, so that's just me speaking from all my Sagittarius placements. Having something to believe in and strive for keeps me going. Searching for the meaning of life and finding the truth in life is everything to my fellow centaur babes. So this one actually makes me really sad too, and not because I have Chiron in Sagittarius, but because... I can see how badly this would hurt me if it was my wound, just because of all my Sagittarius energy. Chiron and Sagittarius feels like they have no meaning. Life has no meaning, and that it's a frivolous pursuit to even try to find meaning. These natives feel completely disconnected from their higher purpose. It feels like straight-up nihilism. And if you don't know what nihilism is, it's basically a philosophy 
that says life is absolutely meaningless and that nothing matters in the world at all. Nothing like life doesn't matter. Like our existence is futile and we are not here for a purpose. You know, we come here, we're born, we die. End of story. That's pretty much nihilism. And that's what Chiron and Sagittarius feels like. They feel like life is just a dead end that doesn't matter and they don't know their purpose in life. They see that other people have purpose maybe, but they can't find theirs and it just rips them apart because every day they wake up and they're like, what is this all for? So the main wound is finding their purpose in the world. They really struggle with that. The mode of healing for Chiron and Sagittarius is exploring religion, spirituality, and philosophy with an actual open mind. These natives can't go in thinking that it's going to solve all their problems or that they'll find the answers, but they do need to give themselves an opportunity to realize how much is out there. These uh, natives need to accept the idea that while life may be completely meaningless, it's your mission to create your own meaning and make your life one worth living. Oh, this one's really tough and really sad. It, I just can't imagine, again, with all my Sagittarius placements, I would just be decimated. It would, it would rip me apart. And I really do feel for anyone that has this placement, I think that diving into some sort of religion, spirituality, or philosophy would be really helpful for you. You don't have to believe it at first. You don't have to go in again thinking it's going to change your life, but just explore. Explore everything. Explore psychology, science, anything where you think that you could find your purpose and meaning and a philosophy that jives with your worldview. Chiron and Capricorn. Capricorn is an earth sign and it's cardinal energy. Capricorns are typically self-assured and self-made. They work their asses off to make their dreams come true and have an insatiable need for success. They're dependable, witty, and not to be rivaled when it comes to being their own motivator. I almost feel bad that Capricorn even needs to have a Chiron placement because, like, don't they get enough wounds from Saturn? This one is pretty straightforward, though. Chiron and Capricorn struggles with being recognized for their achievements and will never feel successful no matter how hard they try. Enough is never enough with them. This could be a self-imposed wound, or they could have had a parental figure love them on a conditional basis. And when I say that, I mean the parental figure or the adult figure only loved them when they made certain achievements or they had certain successes. The love that they received was really conditional and based around their performance. So the main wound for Chiron and Cancer is wanting to be respected and recognized for their hard work, not even the achievements themselves, just the effort they put in. If that would be recognized, that would be enough for them. So the mode of healing, this is going to sound simple, but really hard for these natives. It's do the work for you. It's similar to uh, the Leo mode of healing. You need to succeed for you. Rise to the top for you. Don't be a workhorse just so you can say, I showed them, now they'll appreciate me, because most likely they won't. People won't. They don't care. The only person you need to impress is yourself. Chiron in Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign and it's fixed energy. Aquarius is typically the cool sign. 
They have this quirky and fun way about them that just makes them seem like everything they do is so ahead of everyone else. But besides being cool, they also really care about humanity as a whole. While they aren't the best at singular relationships, they're amazing at taking large groups into consideration and seeing the really big long-term picture. They use their intellect to relate to others and uh, think about how to implement systematic change that will benefit the greater good. Aquariuses will always feel different, but the wound they carry with them is that of an outsider. Chiron and Aquarius will feel like they aren't a productive or important member of society and that they have nothing to offer in the world in terms of social change. These natives will tend to shrink away from their quirks or anything that makes them unique because they're afraid that any little difference from the crowd is going to get them shunned. Fitting in is a true sore spot, and that can be with society, but it can also be just friends and family as well. The main wound for Chiron in Aquarius is being a true outcast and people not caring about their ideas for change or just their ideas in general. Because remember, they are an air sign, intellect, ideas. Aquarius and Chiron really wants their ideas to be recognized and seen and maybe even implemented, but the wound is that they feel like no one cares. The mode of healing for this placement is immersing yourself in something that you deeply care about and showing others how passionate you can be. Don't be afraid of your differences or things that you think are flaws. Those are the things that make you beautiful and they're what make you different. It's our differences that make each and every one of us special, so lean into them. And I know that sounds kind of like corny and trite, but it's true. Again, this isn't my Chiron placement, but I can kind of give you an example of uh, the whole like why our differences make us special or why they, you know, should drive us to do what we want to do. You know how many astrology podcasts there are out there? There's a lot. You can look them up and there are a lot. So when I started this, if I had went in with the attitude of, oh, you know, there's already so many, what does it matter? My voice doesn't need to be heard. I don't have anything to add. Like no one's going to care about my thoughts on this subject. Then I would have never started this and this would have never happened. And I I can't even imagine that. That is not like the world that I live in. So I can't imagine that, but that's what would have happened. And I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. The reason I did start the podcast, though, was because I did feel like I had something to add to the conversation. Everyone has something to add to the conversation. We all think a little differently. We all have different life experiences and just different personalities. And when you combine that together, your voice is different and it's special. And that's something that you need to recognize, my Chiron and Aquarius babes. You need to recognize that your voice is different. And your thoughts and ideas are different, and that's going to add to the conversation, not take anything away. Chiron in Pisces. Pisces is a water sign, and it's mutable energy. We've come to the last stop on our Chiron train for today. And of course, it's in the dreamy, ethereal, highly intuitive, and creative Pisces. Pisces is a fucking dreamer and a baller, like straight up. The typical Pisces uh, energy is that they have visions and they go about making them happen in the coolest way ever. No one can touch their creativity and propensity for emotion. They're unafraid to feel, and truly seem to have a grasp on 
what this world is all about. Don't let their head-in-the-clouds persona fool you. These natives are always scanning the room for energy and won't be afraid to call some bullshit if challenged. When Chiron is in Pisces, though, we see a native that hurts a lot, a lot of the time. They feel really deeply, so uh, it's like a walking wound. That's what Chiron in Pisces is. It's just this open wound of a person walking around, again, scanning the room for energies, but they're just sucking in kind of more of the negative or the sad energies. They're just compounding themselves with them, and they're always just bringing in all the negative energy instead of the upbeat positive energy. These natives struggle mainly to realize their dreams. They think it's a waste of time and energy to dream because the universe is only there to crush your dreams and to remind you of how cruel the world is. Creativity is a drug that Chiron and Pisces thinks they can't afford. And the main word there is thinks. The main wound is not dreaming out of fear and then feeling stifled or cut off from the universe. These natives think they're fated to the life they're given and they have no say in what happens. So again, they think. They think they're fated. They think that they have no control of their destiny and they think that their dreams are not worth realizing. The mode of healing is uh, to support other people in their dreams and see that it's not silly to dream big. Watch what happens when you put even the slightest bit of energy or effort towards something you think might be cool to have or to make come true. It's not that these natives can't do it, it's that they think it's a waste of time to try. So we need to drop that mindset and learn that dreams can 100% become reality. It's really hard for me to even imagine a Pisces uh, that doesn't dream. But when Chiron is in Pisces, the native just feels like dreaming is a waste of time. They feel like, what's the point? Like, that's so far-fetched and so far out of reach. They really just have a stunted imagination. And it's because, again, they think it's not worth their time. So they need to start small. They need to start achieving small little dreams, small goals, and it doesn't have to be these big crazy ones. They need to show themselves that, hey, I wanted this thing. I wanted it to happen. It seemed out of my reach, but I made it happen. And that's going to kind of bolster their confidence in achieving their dreams and chasing them. So Chiron and Pisces, don't be afraid to chase your dreams. They're worth it. All right, my babes, those are the Chiron placements in all of the Zodiac signs. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it laid a good foundation for the next two weeks. Next week, we will be talking about Chiron in the houses. So remember the information from this week and then apply it to what I tell you next week so you can see how it kind of fine tunes your Chiron placement a little bit. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro or on Twitter at moonmatters. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving me a rating and review on iTunes. That would be awesome. I would love you babes eternally for that. All right, my babes, I will see you all later. Later.